the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bisberg. I'm John Hall. It is great to be with you today. Today's program is sponsored by Remember Me Rose Garden. Joining us on the air today from Remember Me Rose Garden is Clay Manickmeyer and John Vento. Clay is the president and the chairman of the board, and uh, John is a board member. Gentlemen, welcome to the uh, show. Happy to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us, John. Good to be here. Our pleasure. Guys, uh, it's hard to believe that it's been over two decades. Uh, that incredible day that shocked the consciousness of America and to think about what happened in our nation's capital and then even more so the layers of shock about what happened in our own backyard in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Uh, Since that time, of course, uh, there's been a lot of conversation, some healing about uh, the events of that day, of course, war, uh, politics, you name it. But you're here today to talk about roses and roses as a healing matter. This is fabulous. I got to be honest. I did not know anything at all about Remember Me Rose Garden. So I'm happy that you're here today, Clay and John. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about that. In the broadest terms, Clay, talk to us about what Remember Me Rose Garden is all about. Uh, Remember Me Rose Garden Flight 93 is a uh, compliment uh, to the uh, National Park. It's to located just uh, across uh, the highway from the uh, National Park. And its uh, uh, goal is to honor the heroic actions of the passengers and crew of Flight 93. Fabulous. Now, there's a lot of ways that you could have honored those crew and uh, members of the Flight 93. But to think that you put together a rose garden, John, talk about that. I mean, whose idea was flowers? I love it. Well, Clay and his... uh beautiful wife, Mary Ellen, they, Mary Alice, um, they really, I call them the heart and soul of this whole project. I'm a new guy on this thing. I got involved in the summer of 2020 to help with the landscaping and the volunteer staff. That's your background. Uh, it's a hobby. It's a serious hobby. Yes. A background as a child. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, I think Clay would probably be able to address that better because he, he has been involved with the National Memorial at, at the at the crash site and also knows the family. So he can tell you how that transitioned into a, a living tribute that Fabulous. we call the Rose Garden. All right, John. Thanks. Well, Clay, pick up that thread. I mean, flowers for Flight 93. Tell us the story. My wife and I live uh, just over the hill from where the crash occurred in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was uh, very obvious early on that there was not going to be any need for um, a search and rescue. Uh, and that was um, very frustrating to me as a retired state policeman when I arrived at scene early. Uh, then we put together a task force uh, and called on the Park Service uh, to come in and assist in uh, putting a proper tribute uh, up and handling the crowds of well-wishers that, that descended on the yeah. site early on. Uh, as part of that task force, uh, I was approached, and a number of people were, 
by rose growers. Some came as far as away as Oregon, yeah. uh, New York City, and uh, they would bring roses with them to attend the meeting. And they uh, proposed this idea of a rose garden be part of the tribute, part of the park. Wow. Uh, the park service uh, necessarily rejected that idea. They said they could not um, uh, have the high maintenance and the use of chemicals and things in the national sure. park. The families of Flight 93, however, and the, especially the uh, families of the passenger or the crew members on Flight 93, the stewardesses, uh, they loved the idea. And uh, when property became available, part of the buffer zone around the park but not inside the national park, uh, we had an open door. The, fa- the, the head of the families group uh, that was uh, uh, part of that task force uh, embraced it, and they asked me what we needed. Wow. I told them 15 acres, and uh, we met on a, a plot uh, just up from the entrance to the Flight 93 on a relatively level plot on a hilltop. It was just a beautiful uh, spot uh, that they had obtained as part of the buffer zone around the park, and they were kind enough uh, to dedicate that uh, to, uh, to uh, a rose garden and donate the property to us. Some initially about 15 acres. Uh, we used uh, uh, three of that uh, along with the game commission. We're surrounded there by nearly a thousand acres of uh, woodland uh, that is um, a hunting preserve. Uh, so we dedicated uh, three acres as a right-of-way back into that and had 13 acres to create this uh, beautiful complement uh, to the Flight 93 National Park and called it the Remember Me Rose Garden, Flight 93. Wow, John, what a great story. So before that time, of course, there was no rose garden. You're starting mm. from scratch. <laughs> what is that like? I mean, I, I, the very little that I know about roses, of course, there's many, many different varieties and styles and colors and textures. Uh, how did you assemble the task force for people to breathe into this and bring out the true beauty? Well, there uh, were a number of people, as I said, those um, uh, rose lovers. Uh, one of the uh, um, gals and her and her husband uh, were involved um, uh, were um, in, involved uh, in Oregon and as rose growers. And uh, so uh, we drew on their expertise along with a gentleman from, uh, from New York City, actually, who um, started rose gardens, maintained them. Um, for celebrities on top of skyscrapers, and uh, they gave very valuable input and uh, directions on how to make them work on top of that mountain there uh, near Flight 93. So wonderful. I've been to Flight 93 to the the memorial. It's deeply moving to see what's there, to reflect on that. You feel the power of so many things while you're in that moment. So then right across the road is Remember Me Rose Garden, As you enter into the Rose Garden, Clay, talk about that. What will people experience? Sort of walk us through the, uh, you know, the acres and acres of beauty. Uh, as you enter the Rose Garden, um, you'll see a, a, a giant boulder uh, that has a, um, a, an inscription on it that um, informs everybody that this was property 
that was donated to Flight 93 uh, Rose Garden uh, by the families of Flight 93. And that tribute's there surrounded by uh, beautiful roses. And that's where we fly the, the uh, national flag, of course, and under it the Flight 93 flag uh, with the names of uh, all the the passengers and crew that that perished there. As you go on, go on back the trail, uh, you come to a compass rose design. Mm-hmm. Uh, the compass rose um, uh, started out as a uh, circular uh, pattern with a um, water fountain in, in the center uh, that is 40 feet wide wow. in honor of uh, the, the uh, 40 heroes, and then spikes uh, dr- uh, marking north, south, east, and west with the south point pointing toward uh, the actual crash site, which is just uh, uh, across the road. Uh, we also have a, um, though I, I don't know if I mentioned, there is a water fountain there, a beautiful water fountain Wonderful. that is lighted and um, uh, available uh, night and day. Uh, just the, the, um, the next theme garden, uh, only a short walk uh, up on the hill from that, uh, is the cross garden. Mm-hmm. And the history of the cross of Flight 93 uh, was uh, that it was donated uh, to the National Park. Uh, Actually, it was placed before the park had even begun in front of the overlook where the families of Flight 93 had gathered to wait word uh, from the coroner verifying uh, the uh, death of their loved ones and, and waiting to hear if they would um, get anything for private burial. So it was an excruciating uh, time for them. A church in uh, Somerset uh, got word early on that they were going to be um, uh, establishing that visual there and commissioned a, the creation of a, a life-size replica of the cross of Christ to be erected uh, in the field just out ahead of, of where that uh, vigil was was taking place, something of uh, of, of comfort and uh, support um, while they uh, went through this this tremendous uh, time of uh, turmoil in in, uh, in their lives. So Amazing. that cross then uh, actually was rejected um, by as a matter of policy um, by the national park. Because they said that it had to go, uh, could not continue to be displayed in the national park. Um, because every place they put a uh, symbol of faith and hope uh, in a park, they would be challenged and sued and end up having to remove it anyway. So we offered the cross a home. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful home. Fabulous. What a great story. I mean, really fabulous. Hey, this is Bisberg. I'm John Hall. We're talking about the Remember Me Rose Garden, and uh, Clay Mankire and uh, John Vento are with us. Uh, John, let's talk about the nuts and bolts. I mean, Clay's done a wonderful job of showing the vision of what it looks like. Um, I I can imagine the beauty that surrounds it. Talk about uh, people entering in. I mean, is there a cost? Uh, Let's go there first, and then let's just talk about, you know, sort of the general things. there, There is no cost to... Come and visit. Of course, we accept donations because there is a great deal of cost. I'm sure in maintaining this, but this garden was primarily constructed by volunteers, mm-hmm. with the exception of a couple contractors here and there who offered tremendous discounts. Yes. But it was an army of volunteers. Um, you know, the project itself has been in. It was conceived, uh, Clay. What about 18 years ago or so? Or 
uh, yes, 2004? A couple of years after the right. crash, it really started so it was to come cons- together. It, you know, and Clay and his team went to work clearing the property. Uh, when I was asked to get involved, it was June of 2021, and when uh, my dear friend and fellow board member and, and another driving force behind this, Bill Sink, uh, when he called me, and he knew I was a fanatical gardener, landscaper, and, and he said, hey, we're trying to finish this garden for the 20th anniversary. I thought I was going up to prune and mulch and, you know, give it some love. Uh, what I walked upon was basically an empty field with the stones in place, the shape that Clay described. And, um, uh, you know, you talk about intervention by the Lord. Every step we made. Now, this was June 20th was my first visit. We completed on September 10th. Three months. Uh, not months. even three months. Yeah. <laughs> Do the math. Holy smokes. Okay? And I will show you when we're done with this interview before and after. And we're talking about bringing in close to 400 tons of soil. We planted over 300 roses. We planted over 700 perennial bushes, uh, stone, and, and, and with an army of volunteers. Unbelievable. Many of the volunteers, the average age, I mean, I was probably the baby at 61, <laughs> right, Clay? Yeah. I mean, and I, felt, and I felt badly directing these guys because, you know, I kind of get all, uh, I get passionate about this stuff. Funny. So I had to make sure I didn't make enemies as the oh, new guy. Sure, of course, yeah. But- uh, the 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 it was just such a beautiful thing to see it come together and we we documented the process from June 20th to September 11th I'm, that's but, a great story but i want to tell you this Fabulous. because on i walked away on the afternoon of friday september the 10th and mm-hmm. went home and on the following the, the 11th was a saturday last year right clay mm-hmm. yes I, I think it was so i said to my wife i want to show you what we've been doing all these weeks yeah so we go up on the 11th no, I've been there. I w- I've been there the whole, you know, often. Sure. To walk upon that garden, and you ask the question, the impact, and to see the stones that surround the fountain engraved by the names of the 40 heroes, mm-hmm. the presence of that, of our Lord's cross on the hill, I wept like a, a, it was uncontrollable. Really? Now, again, I had just left there 24 hours earlier. Right. But to come upon it in its finished state and to see and to feel the beauty, knowing that the sacrifices that were made, it's uh, everybody that goes can tell you the same thing. Clay mentioned a world famous rosarian who helped guide us. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, all the rose bushes were donated wow. by a rosarian out of New Jersey. But uh, in the spring, um, Mr. Scaniello, who is a world-famous rosarian, came to visit us, right? And was it April? So I think it was April that he came. It was cold. There were no flowers. Mm-hmm. He was so moved by this. Pre-flowers. No flowers. It's, I don't even think the fountain wasn't even on, wow. right? There's something special about this, this place. It's beautiful. I mean, it's really uh, it's a great image you've painted because you think, I mean, government has its role, of course, mm-hmm. right? They're doing their job, and the day and age we live in, there are constraints on all that. But there, as the response to that in many ways, to honor those men and women on that flight, I mean, I, I can't wait to visit it. It just sounds incredible. Uh, Clay, talk about 
uh, about people coming to visit generally. I mean, it's a, it's a garden, so uh, it's not like anyone's going to hurry through or, or, or you know be in a hurry to, to get through. People are, are willing to linger and to soak everything in, yes? Oh, yes, that's, uh, that's very true. Uh, the majority of the people that uh, come are, are there primarily to visit the National Park. Mm-hmm. And they've done a, a wonderful job over there with the visitor I'm center and the displays that they have Beautiful. there. But it's necessarily hardscape. Mm-hmm. And it is a hard message um, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we feel we're the perfect complement to that. Yeah. They come to the Rose Garden. It's softscape and it's beauty. We call it beauty from ashes. Mm. So we've, out of the ashes of Flight 93, we drew from the tremendous inspiration and heroism of the, the heroes that fought at, at the cost of their lives to bring that plane down there and not allow it to reach its destination. intended destination yeah, in, in Washington, D.C., the Capitol building, we, we feel. Um, so it is, a, it is a, an addition to a visit to the National Park and a necessary way of, 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 of venting and releasing uh, the emotion that's pent up after a, a visit over there and the reality of the, of the um, uh, disaster, but seeing the beauty that uh, uh, can come from sacrifice and the satisfaction of honoring the people who made that tremendous um, sacrifice. Um, there's it's just something undescribable mm-hmm. about the, the emotion. People come out of that fountain, beautiful fountain plaza, um, with tears streaming down their mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, might mention also the uh, when we tell the story of uh, young Elizabeth Wainio, one of the passengers. She's in her 20s. Uh, she made one of the longest continuous calls uh, to her uh, stepmother. Uh, during the um, uh, chaos that was happening on the on the plane, and um, she signed off uh, uh, after her mother uh, begged her not to get involved, uh, <laughs> to keep her head down, don't negotiate, you'll be home again safe. Uh, she was just home uh, a few weeks before at the funeral of her grandmother that she was very close to. She responded in saying, no, I'm going to go see Grandma. And she hung up uh, to uh, saying, uh, we're going to storm the cockpit. And this young lady apparently joined in uh, with uh, Todd Beamer, who had just finished saying, let's roll the battle cry in the war on terror and face those crazies with those extended razor blades who had already slashed to death. Uh, And uh, I won't go into the the gore of it all that that took place. Uh, but she tremendous, uh, demonstrated tremendous heroism uh, and faith. And one of her favorite things, according to her stepmother, uh, was butterflies. And when we had a dedication ceremony, um, my wife and I released 40 butterflies mm-hmm. uh, onto the property. One of them found its way back to uh, <laughs> Esther Wania, her mother. Hmm. And lighted on her over her heart, Unbelievable. and it stayed there during the entire uh, ceremony. As the soloist performed, uh, "I Come to the Garden Alone," uh, and she pointed to this beautiful monarch butterfly and said, "This is from my Elizabeth." Wow! And it was just such a, a, a touching scene. And in her honor, we've uh, constructed uh, what uh, I think is probably going to be the the largest. 
uh, butterfly garden and wildflower garden surrounding um, the uh, north end of the the compass uh, rose design as a rainbow uh, in honor of the heroes of Flight 93, but specifically in honor of uh, young uh, Elizabeth Wainio. And then uh, we invite everybody to come and, and enjoy this beauty. I hope the first bloom of the wildflowers, everything else is in beautiful bloom. We're, we're hoping by this anniversary uh, that that field will be in a glorious uh, color and, an, and a fitting tribute to not only Elizabeth, but the heroes of Flight 93. Unbelievable. So beautiful. Job well done. We're talking about Remember Me Rose Garden. Clay Mankire and John Vento join us. They are uh, uh, president and chairman. Uh, Clay is and John's a board member of Remember Me Rose Garden. Uh, Guys, uh, just about five minutes or so left here in the show. But let's talk about uh, the mechanics, uh, about hours of operation and all that. Uh, Here we are. We're coming up on the anniversary once again. And Clay, a wonderful image of the roses in bloom and the soon-to-be wildflowers coming as well. I imagine you're expecting large crowds as always. John, talk about the the hours of operation. Well, you know, it's a a park. So the hours of operation are basically sun up to Sunset. Okay. We we don't staff the park full time. There's no gate to people. There's no to, gate. Okay. There's no tickets. We hope in the near future to begin construction of a visitor center. Um, but it's just you you basically pull up and park and you walk up. We've worked hard to add some add a trail up to the rose garden for for folks that maybe um, uh, need assistance or you know would. Um, in order for wheelchairs sure. or any kind of assistant um, situation, so it's completely open. Uh, the the um, it's just the the property itself is right on Route 30, so you can't miss it. Right. Um, and uh, as I said, I'm sure some folks stop in the evening, but it's obviously a daylight kind of visit. And on 9/11, remember we we just opened; we're not even a year old. Right. So uh, it's just going to get more and more beautiful and full of color as the years go by. Yeah, I mean, the roses are, for, are brand new, right? So it takes they, a long time for roses to really— to... They were not even planted last year at this time. <laughs> they were planted the week—they were planted after Labor Day. What a story. Yeah, so, you know, um, and they, by the way, are Julie Andrews roses, named after Julie Andrews. What does that mean? That means exactly what I just said. This is a rose that she personally selected. Really? It was created. It was presented to her, and they asked her to put her name on it. And um, these are Julie Andrews roses, and they are award-winning, internationally award-winning uh, for their color, their beauty, their size, and hardiness. Uh, and they're just magnificent. Fabulous. Yep. So, Clay, uh, early on in the conversation, you tell the story uh, just briefly of September 11th, that morning. Uh, There you are, not far from the carnage, the chaos. Uh, Hard to imagine what you witnessed. And uh, as you went in there as a former state trooper, uh, uh, and now to see what's grown from there, what's flourished from there. And I would imagine, you know, the stories you tell and the relationships, the people that you've got to meet and the stories there. What a wonderful thing for you and for your wife and for everyone in the community to be part of this. Yes, and it is a, a story of, of of triumph, of beauty uh, over evil, and that good can come out of even uh, out of disaster. 
if we keep our hearts right and uh, we, we follow um, what I think the Lord would have us uh, do in the attitude that we take, we can uh, pay back good. Uh, even for such um, incredible evil. And I believe the the garden uh, does that. At least that is its purpose. Fabulous. Okay, so if people are listening and they want to know more about Remember Me Rose Garden, like all things, I'm sure you have a website as well. John, uh, do you have information where people can log on? Yes, we have RememberMeRoseGarden.org. We were .com, but I think now we're .org. Either one will go there. All right. Um, I just want to verify we are a 501c3 organization, um, and our website, once again, is org. Very good. Thank you. All right. So um, here we are. As I said, of course, we know we're coming up on September 11th. Uh, John or Clay, with just a minute or so left, will there be uh, presentations or special services on the anniversary? Uh as of this time, we have nothing as a formal presentation. The garden's certainly going to be open. We're going to attempt to have it uh, staffed uh, uh, with myself whenever uh, possible and others who can uh, help tell the story and uh, guide people around and direct them uh, to the uh, half-mile trail uh, around the, um, uh, the uh, grounds uh, and answer questions, and, and we're uh, privileged to uh, – uh, do all that in, in honor of the sacrifice made there by our heroes on Flight 93. Well, John and Clay, I, certainly uh, the privilege is mine to have you here to talk about this, to to bring to light Remember Me Rose Garden. Uh, I, I did not know about this. Uh, my guess is a large percentage of our audience does not know about this. So truly, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, congratulations to you on this most wonderful work. Uh, for all the volunteers and the staff and everyone who's poured their hearts and prayers and love into this to honor those men and women from Flight 93. It's just uh, it's deeply moving. So thank you so very much. And uh, I look forward to many, many years of seeing the acres grow and the beauty. And uh, God be praised in the work at Remember Me Rose Garden. John and Clay, thank, thank you. John. Thank Amen. you so much. Amen to that. Yep. It's been our great pleasure. You've been listening to Bisberg. I'm John Hall. Uh, today the program, as I said, is sponsored by Remember Me Rose Garden. And uh, please uh, go visit and praise God while you're there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.